It's time for another edition of Family Life Today, presented by Power to Change, known in America as Family Life. Welcome. We trust you'll find today's program interesting and hope it will be a great encouragement to you and your own family situation. So let's join our presenters, Dave and Ann Wilson. So we've had some hardship since the start of COVID. Like I thought you were going to say our whole life. Because <laughs> no. we've had hardship. Everybody has probably. I mean, but since COVID happened, I think like a lot of people, we've gone through some really rough spots. Yeah. Do you want me to list them or are you going to no, list you them? No, you want me to list them? Like I was thinking, I lost my mom at the beginning of it. Hmm. Then I lost my dad. Um, every person in our family has had COVID, and thankfully, our immediate family has been okay. Uh, we've had grandbabies hospitalized. We've had a lot of things happen that were unexpected, and they were really difficult. And so we want to talk today about how do we live a joyful life when hardship hits us and our expected dreams crash. I'm looking at you. You're almost ready to cry. I know. I just was like, no wonder it's been a hard year. Well, I mean, it's been less than a month that your dad passed. Yeah. I mean, he was 92, and it was really the time was right, but still. still really hard. You have no parents alive anymore. Yeah. You just don't plan for the things that will be really hard because you have dreams of what life will be like. And then when it doesn't go that way, how do we keep that joy? Yeah, know? when it's like our plan doesn't match his plan. You know, somebody should write a book like called <laughs> Not Part of the Plan. Doesn't that sound that like a good book title? title? Yeah, well, we've got two women in the studio that actually wrote this book, <laughs> Not Part of the Plan. And you guys are sisters. Mm-hmm. Kristen and Bethany, welcome to Family Life Today. Thank you so yes. much. I mean, you have us in tears right from the beginning, right? <laughs> like, there's hope. There's hope at the end of it. And you're like, we have hope. We can help you. Yes. No, but life, yeah, it's hard. Mm. So I'm so glad we're talking about this because I know there are a lot of people who can relate to what mm-hmm. you just said, Anne, and some of the trials and struggles we've been through. But I know for sure, and you guys too, every single one of us, we've gone through hard times. Yeah. And how do we find hope yeah. in the midst of it? Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, as I went online to research you two, Wow, Girl Defined. I'm, you know, not following Girl Defined every day because I'm not a woman, you know, and I'm like starting to watch your videos and I'm like, you are everywhere. Tell us a little bit about Girl Defined, how it started. I mean, your sisters. Kristen and I were only a year and a half apart and, you know, we both had a passion for ministry growing mm-hmm. up and it really was through this experience. It was kind of like we both came to, I guess, this turning point where we had to decide, okay, are we really going to follow Jesus or are we going to kind of just follow our own desires? And both of us actually went through this process of trying out the modeling world, which was very interesting and crazy and scarring and <laughs> all sorts of stuff all at the same time. For me, it was really a journey of just asking the question and looking for answers for my identity. You know, mm. what makes me valuable? What What is true beauty? What does it mean to be a woman? Where do I find my worth, my purpose? Grew up in a Christian home, heard all the biblical things, have wonderful parents, but was really wrestling with that question. Yeah. And I remember thinking, wow, if I have the title of a model, like I am literally a model, then surely I won't have any more insecurities mm-hmm. about my looks, my beauty. I'll be the most confident woman out there, right? And I just remember that through that journey, after one year, looking back on that year of being a model, I felt more insecure, Mm -hmm. more self-focused, more critical of myself, more focused on myself than I ever had been before. And it was because 
physical beauty, outward appearance, chasing after my identity in all of the wrong places. It was idolatry and it wasn't satisfying. And so through that, I realized, wow, if becoming a model isn't enough to satisfy what is. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really took a deep dive for myself into God's word to discover really what is God's design for my life Mm -hmm. as a woman. And through that, through my journey, Bethany's journey, um, us going on that journey to discover how to find God's identity for us. That's really where the passion for Girl Define came about because we saw younger women and walking yeah. through the exact same struggles. And we're like, guys, girls, God has such a great design for us. Come along. Yeah. Let's discover it together. Mm-hmm. And it's been so amazing because I think that in our generation, social media wasn't really a thing. It was you could get mentored by people in person, but that kind of online mentorship, it wasn't as available. And now, mm-hmm. you know, the world we live in today, it's incredible, you know, through books, through social media, through just YouTube and all of that, we get to be like big sisters to a lot of these young women or just sisters in Christ and link arms and say, hey, we know it's hard. We know when you are in your own city, kind of by yourself, you feel like I'm the only one that's trying to follow God, trying mm-hmm. to trust God. But then you get to hear a show like this with you or you follow, you know, our page Girl Defined and you realize, wow, I'm not the only one. And there are people fighting for this. There are people that want to live out God's design, that want to trust him, that want to be, for us, a woman of God. And that's so encouraging. And so that's just, you know, as long as God will use us, we're we're here together. Like, okay, you know, if something happens to me, you carry on. If something happens to me, you carry on. But so far, we're both here together. Were and... you surprised at the following that you gathered? Like, there are a lot of young women mm-hmm. following you. Yeah, I think so. Like, surprised and then not surprised, because we felt that yearning. Yeah. So you for saw the need. Sisterhood. Yeah. yeah. We longed for sisterhood as well. And as we kind of stepped out there and just became really raw and honest about our struggles as Christian women and said, hey, yeah, we're still struggling. We're still on this journey. Let's dive in together. It was like the same thing that we were longing for, they were longing for. And we just kind of latched on to each other and more and more sisters from around the world latched on and we kind of became this community. And it was just so sweet to see the way that God grew it from the ground up, like starting with nothing and then growing it into a full-blown ministry and YouTube channel and podcast and books and conferences. And we're just like, okay, Lord, we just take it one year at a time and say, God, what do you have for us this yeah. year? And you know, I'm sure you guys are the same way. Like, God, we're ready, but what do you have? And this is your fifth book. Yeah. They snuck an extra one in this past summer, uh, a devotional. So technically it's like our fourth book, you know, an extra devotional, so five books. <laughs> but I will say when we started Girl Defined, there was something that was not part of the plan <laughs> that that happened that we just were not prepared for. Kristen, you know, she shared the really sweet part of it, but I think the part that surprised us and is being public about our beliefs in God and our stance on just biblical womanhood, we had no idea just how uh, people who don't believe in God or who don't like what we were sharing, how aggressive, um, I guess, the online world can be hmm. to come after you. And I think that's the part that we've really had to wrestle and just think and pray and get counsel because it's hard to share you know, truths about God. A lot of the people in the world don't like that. And so we've had to say, like, do we really trust that this is what God has for us? Do we really believe his word is true? Do we really believe mm-hmm. that he, you know, designed men and women to be equally valuable, but purposely different? Do we really believe this stuff? Because if we do, we're going to have to get out there and share this. And, you know, if there are difficult opposition, <laughs> yeah, difficult opposition mm-hmm. that comes our way, we just have to trust God with it. So that's been a huge area mm. of trust for us and just having to know, okay, if we get shut down because we get reported a billion times, like that's okay. Like God, he chooses to use us, but he doesn't need us. And so we can be grateful for any time <laughs> that he mm-hmm. allows us to have a platform. So that has been, I would say, definitely 
a lot of sleepless nights and mm. seeking a lot of counsel, just struggling with that, you know. Yeah, that's hard. And yeah. that's where the identity piece comes in yeah. of knowing who you are, yes. what God has called you to do. But that's not easy. Yeah, right? I mean, as I listen to your story and even read, you know, not part of the plan, that trusting God piece yeah. is a theme. I'm hearing it now in your own mm-hmm. lives, but definitely a theme in the book when I mean, your subtitles is perfect. Is it like trusting God with the twists and turns of your mm-hmm. story? So let's get into that a little bit because, mm. you know, here I am, a dude reading your book, and you start with this incredible wedding dress story. Oh, take us <laughs> yes. back to this. I mean, I am like in it. I'm like, I need to hear the end of this. <laughs> yes. Well, this isn't my, you know, brightest shining moment in life. <laughs> but Kristen, so Kristen and I are really yeah. close at age. She got married 10 years ago. So when she was getting to know Zach and, you know, they got engaged. She did the whole wedding dress shopping scene. And of course, you know, we have many sisters in our family. There's eight kids, five of us girls, our mom, the mother-in-law, the sister, all that. So we're wedding dress shopping. I am completely single at this point, but I am a very hopeful person. So I had high hopes that my man was out there and on the horizon ready to come and, you know, marry me. I just didn't know where he was. And you're probably thinking, and this will just be like a year yeah, or two away. Yeah. I mean, we're, Kristen and yeah. I are only a year and a half apart. Yeah. You know? And every, growing up, we did everything together. Absolutely. And so we go to this one particular shop and she comes out and what I thought was like the perfect, it was it. I'm like practically in tears with how beautiful this dress was. <laughs> and she's like, eh, I mean, it's it's good, but not really me. And I'm like, are you kidding? You're like, like say is, yes to the dress. Yes, yes. Come on, like, this is your moment. And she's like, uh. So out of nowhere, Kristen actually suggested that I go and try this Cinderella perfect dress on. And so I literally go in the dressing room and put this dress on and I walk out and it is my moment. Okay, like, yeah. Tell me what you felt. Like, is it. You tried it on, you were like... Oh, yeah. They're just as crazy as me, my family, you know? So they're <laughs> cheering me on and they're like, you have to get it. You have to get it. So I'm completely... You're not engaged or even dating someone no. at that time. Literally she loved it so much. Yeah. So we're all looking at this like, okay, if you love that dress so much and you, you're probably going to get married soon, you better snatch it. Because when you, if you do get married soon, it's probably not going to be here. Exactly. So we're just thinking It'll, the price will be higher. Yes. Just grab it while you can. <laughs> I mean, that was 10 years ago. And I will say, um, you know, I mean, I was like, I'm going to do it. And so I just pulled out my debit card and paid $1,000 for this dress. You know, I came home. I was so excited, but also so embarrassed at the same time. And I remember, you know, anyone who wasn't at the shop, I literally did not tell. Like, none of my friends, no one knew that I had bought this wedding dress. I stuffed it in the back of my closet. And I just remember thinking, like, well, my day is going to come soon, you know. So sure. this probably won't sit here for that long. And it's just crazy because Kristen ended up finding her dream wedding dress, ends up getting married, and I'm still you know, very like 21 or 22 at this point. That's what we were saying at the beginning. We have these plans and expectations that this is what my life is going to look like. This is what you're going to do. Right, God? Yeah. And then it doesn't happen according to Mm -hmm. our timing or what we have. So how long did that dress sit in the closet? You know, I got it when I was 21, 22. I am 33 now, and I've been married for three years. So it sat in the back of my closet for almost a decade. Mm-hmm. So the and question is, I mean, I'm reading the book like, did she wear it? Did she wear mm-hmm. it? Did she wear it? And oh, you mean so, for the wedding? Yeah. I thought you meant like every year pulled out and <laughs> oh, walked around the house. <laughs> no, did she wear it for her wedding? I will say it haunted me for many years. So when I met my husband, Dave, you know, all these years later, we got into a relationship. I was like... I got this dress like eight years ago, and I cannot imagine 
walking down the aisle to my fiance in this dress. This is so not us. This is so not him. Mm-hmm. He, this is just, I can't imagine it. And so I felt all this guilt though, like, but I bought this dress and I should wear it. And I was like, you know, okay, I was a really stupid, naive 21 year old. Like, okay, I just have to be like, I lost somebody. So I did, I will say, I tried to sell it. That didn't work. So I ended up getting another dress, just paid for it. You know, didn't just, you know, didn't worry about it. Bought another dress, walked down to the aisle in that dress. And the sad part is, is that I was never able to sell it and I haven't been able to find anyone to give it to. So it's actually still hanging in the back of my closet to this day. So I have two wedding dresses. This is what we do as women. So often Mm -hmm. we have our dreams and it's a tangible dress and it looks, all of us have a dress. It may not be a dress, but all of us have Mm -hmm. something that we hold on to that we think when that happens, I will have made it. I I don't think you should sell it. (laughs) (laughs) You should use that because we all relate to it. So I thought that was a great way to start. And so often, again, I'm the only guy in the studio today, so I have this male perspective where I'm looking at three women, and I'm thinking a lot of times a woman's dream is that. Mm -hmm. It's a guy. It's a relationship. It's a marriage. It's kids. So when that doesn't happen, walk mm-hmm. us through what that mm-hmm. felt like. And I know, yeah. Kristen, you're married and mm-hmm. yours was well, you yeah, know, 10 years I, I ago, but yeah. we all too. have dreams. Right. I don't have a dress, but I have that visual in my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have something that I wished I, I wanted didn't happen, and I blame God. Yeah, right. exactly. You know, walk, walk us through what that felt like for both of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's hear Kristen's story yeah, because yeah. you had dreams unfulfilled as well. Right. So I got the dream of getting married, yeah. right, thinking, oh, I'm getting married young. And I remember thinking on my wedding day, I got married at 24, which to me at the time felt old, but I remember so many people questioning, like, are you sure you're so young? And I was like, I'm not that young. <laughs> I was pretty young, but my husband was even younger, 23. So 23, 24, get married. And I remember thinking, going down the aisle, life is perfect. Mm -hmm. I am marrying this godly man. We live in the same city as our family. We love our family. We're surrounded by this incredible Christian community. We're healthy. And I just remember thinking, wow, God, I am so blessed. Like, thank you for this amazing life. Mm -hmm. And little did I know that Mm -hmm. the next decade would Mm -hmm. be filled with so much heartache on the front of wanting to start a family, have kids, and not be able to, and then experience multiple miscarriages, Mm -hmm. multiple losses. That first miscarriage was such an eye-opening loss for me because I think sometimes as women and as Christians, we don't even realize how tightly we're Mm -hmm. holding on to a dream, a longing, a desire, and we may even think we're surrendered. We may think we're holding it with an open hand saying, God, I trust you. Whatever your plan is, I will walk that path. But when tragedy strikes or God takes something away or doesn't give us something, Mm -hmm. then suddenly our eyes are open and we realize, wow, I was holding on to this so tightly that now I feel like a part of me has been ripped away. Six months later, the same thing happened again. And so now I find myself back in that same place of going, God, twice? Back to back? How could you let this Mm. happen? And now did fear start settling in? Oh, yes. And now I'm scared to get pregnant. Now the very thing that I longed for so much, I'm terrified of. Mm. But at the same time, longing for it just as much. And so that for me was such a journey of Mm -hmm. God um, comforting me through the loss, but also in a gracious way, challenging my heart of where is my hope? Is my hope in getting Mm -hmm. the dream life that I've always imagined that I assumed would become easily mine? Or is my hope ultimately in God? 
Um, and then long story short, share the whole story and not part of the plan, but I experienced a third pregnancy and that one ended in miscarriage later on. So it was almost mm. out of the first trimester. And I just remember mm. feeling again, almost, oh my God, how could you let this happen? And that for me was the lowest point, mm. I would say in my life and spiritually. Mm. And then the hard but beautiful part, it was like this oh, dichotomy. She ended up getting pregnant a few weeks after my miscarriage. And Ugh. so here we are as sisters, always so close. We're running this ministry. I am walking through the hardest time in my entire life as she is walking through one of the most joyous times in her life. And anyone listening knows what it's like to long for something or to experience a loss. And at the very same time, mm. someone that you love, someone that you're close to is getting the very blessing that you desire. And as Christians, how do we walk that faithfully? Mm. And that's one of the hugest journeys that God took each of us on as sisters, mm. as Christians. How do we celebrate the joys of others while we grieve the losses? Oh, how, did, how did that go? I mean, that second when you heard the news, what did that feel like mm. for both of you? Mm-hmm. I think that it's really hard. And I, well, I haven't shared this publicly, but I've been through two miscarriages now, too. And so thinking back to that moment is even harder because I can understand the pain now of what that is like and just wanting that so much. And so, you know, I was so excited for Kristen and I would have done anything. Like, I remember praying, like, God, why can't you give her this? healthy pregnancy why can't you give her this baby like we've you know haven't even been married for a year like I'm super happy for her to have this and so to know that she had just lost this baby and that this is something they've been praying for they've been married for 10 years and then within two weeks of that time frame for me to have to tell her and Mm -hmm. I remember truthfully on the other side I was dreading it you know like Mm -hmm. I didn't want to tell her and I didn't know how and I just remember when she asked me and I burst into tears because it's that hard thing. Like, I love her so much. She loves me so much. And I know she was going to be so happy for me and she was going to rejoice with me, just like I rejoiced in her marriage all those years when I had to <laughs> yes. have my man. We're super close like that, but it's hard. So hard. And we had no idea what the future held. We had no idea, you know, I had no idea for sure if my pregnancy would go on to be healthy and, and all of that. But I mean, the pain <sighs> that you have walked through. So many have felt that, like one of our sons, his wife had three miscarriages mm-hmm. right in a row. And it's just, yeah. it's that, oh, I'm I'm hopeful. And then your dreams and your yeah. hopes crash. And so I'm thinking of our listeners that have struggled with this, like it's heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. And even as you said, Kristen, even like your thoughts of God, like why I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering as we close, Kristen, could you pray? I'm just yes. thinking about the moms that maybe have lost babies, but also even the mom's daughters mm-hmm. who are struggling with infertility yeah. right now. Would you just and, and I'd just say the husbands yeah. of those women yeah. are often forgotten, Yeah, but they're, they're hurting as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me pray. Oh God, we come before you now. So grateful that you are not a distant God far away from our suffering, but God, you are a near God, a father who sent your only son to come to this earth, to live as a human, to die a cruel death for the people that you loved, God. That is the kind of God that you are. And so we praise you that you are a God who draws near to us in our brokenness, in our suffering, that you are the one who can truly comfort us. And I want to lift up right now every woman who has ever walked through Mm -hmm. infertility, miscarriage, 
um, for every mom who's listening who suffered that or has a daughter who has or a sister or a friend. Um, we all know someone who's been touched by this. God, and I just pray for each of those hurting hearts, even memories that may be stirred up right now from mm. something that happened a long time ago. God, I pray that as you promise to be near to the brokenhearted in the Psalms, that you would draw near mm. and that we would not push you away, that we would not get angry at you, God, but recognize that there is only hope when we run to you, when we look to you, when we draw near to you as you draw near to us, God, that is when we find hope. That is when we find peace in the midst of the storm. I pray for every woman grieving right now in the midst of that loss, God, would you comfort her heart as only you can, Lord, and help her to know that there is hope on the other side, God, because our greatest need isn't to get what we want, but to get more of you in our life. You are our true hope. And I've seen that in my own life um, as you have pulled me out of the pit, as you have pulled me out of my despair and my grief and set my feet on solid ground. God, we ask that you would do that for every woman and man Mm -hmm. listening as couples walk through the struggle together. Lord, draw near to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We want to thank David Ann Wilson and their team for another edition of Family Life Today. Although our programs are produced in America, the issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as Power to Change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families, the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. We hope you've been encouraged by what you've heard and we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at radio at powertochange.org.au. Our website is families.powertochange.org.au where you can check out articles and many other resources on marriage and family well-being. Until tomorrow at the same time, God's richest blessings on your family.